Hello fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is Friday, October 23rd, 2015, and this is The Ride. Man, I am loving this fall beauty. I cannot get enough. The sun is shining, partly cloudy skies. Sun is shining on what I would say is some major beautiful trees going on here. I don't know if you're in part of the world that doesn't see a change in the seasons, in the trees, but I love this change. I love it. I even kind of like the change when the leaves fall and the trees are bare leading into winter time. I do for a short amount of time and then the winter time sets in and you know there's something romantic about winter and having warm drinks by the fire with family, friends, and holiday times. I love that. But I think at this part of Michigan and this part of the United States, I think the winter takes too long. I don't know if you agree with me or not. I think many do <laughs> agree with me. It seems like it takes six months to get all the way from start to finish on winter, and I'm thinking two months would be perfect. But you know what? I've chosen this place to live, and I, I didn't choose it when I was younger, but I have chosen to continue to stay here. I, have a, I, can, I can go somewhere else if I want to, but I want to be here. So, um, Rusty James, suck it up! Oh, did I say it's Friday? It is Friday! Come on, weekend! Come on, weekend! So, this morning I'm thinking about what to talk about, what to do, what to do. And I thought, well, you know, if you don't know what to do, seek the Lord. If you do know what to do, seek the Lord. If you kind of know what to do, seek the Lord. See a pattern there? So if we get to a point today where I'm running dry and I don't know what to say, perfect. Those are great times. I'm actually excited about times like that because, you know, I go into these podcasts thinking sometimes I don't know what to talk about. So then you've heard me say this before. I just settle my mind from worry and trust God that he's going to give me something and he always seems to and it's kind of like how we should approach each day really I mean you might not have a podcast you're doing on a daily basis but in the same way you've got things you need to do just like I have a podcast that I'm wanting to do and you've got things you need to do today and tomorrow you got things you're going to need to do then and sometimes we go into that day thinking, I don't know how we're going to do it. I don't know how I'm going to do it. And we need to approach it in the same way. If you don't know what to do, seek the Lord. If you do know what to do, seek the Lord. If you're kind of knowing what you need to do, seek the Lord. Kind of makes it easy. And then trust the Lord that He'll give you something. I have been pretty much amazed that He can give me something every day. It's like fresh manna. He prepares the way for you 
every day. If he's prepared a path for you, don't you think that from point A where you're at now to point A, the next step along this path, he's got a plan for even that little small step? Don't you think? I believe it. I believe he's got that plan laid out and I believe that he will help us every step of the way. Even when we think we can't do it. In fact, that's when we need him the most to show us. But that's a good place to be. If you don't know where to go, seek the Lord. So, I'm reading a little bit of this book, All In, by Mark Batterson. It's turning into a challenging thing for me. Okay, stand by. We're going to bust a move. Listen to that big old truck. Yeah, baby. I decided I wasn't going to wait behind a big semi in a one-lane highway. <laughs> Alright, Mark Batterson, all in. I recommend it. I have only read really solidly the first couple chapters, but it's challenging me. should challenge the church. should challenge Christians who have what he refers to as an inverted gospel, and that is asking the Lord to follow you. Lord, be with me as I decide my own fate. That's what I say. I mean, that's not what I say. That's what I just came up with right now. As an example of the inverted gospel. So, I don't think we want to live that way. Well, let me put it this way. I don't think we should live this way. Unfortunately, many of us think that we do want to live that way. Let me do what I want to do, God, and you can follow along. I'll let you know when I need your help. But until then, kind of be there as my backup. God doesn't want to be backup. He wants to be Lord. And... As we consecrate, and that's a word that was explained in the book, as we consecrate our lives to the Lord and truly give Him Lordship, you see a change in your life. You see a change in perspective. A lot of what I talk about on the podcast has to do with perspective and how we see the world and how we should approach the things of the world and how we maybe should challenge the things of the world, the, the, the things that go on in the workplace, at school. But this consecration thing is a great list that he had in the book that he said consecration is not these things. And that's things like, you know, going to church every week, paying the tithe, witnessing to your friends and to strangers, whatever. And there's a list of maybe 20 different things that we would probably equate to attributes of someone who we would consider sold out to Jesus Christ. But conse consecration is a deeper thing. It's giving, it's completely eliminating you off the throne of your life. It's consecrating, separating yourself to God, giving up control. Now I know some of you are maybe not believers and hearing this and you're thinking, Man, that's the, that's the thing about Christianity that I just can't stand, is that you're giving up your mind. You're not, you're not thinking for yourself. You guys are just a bunch of dumb robots. And I understand that opinion. I do. 
I do understand it. And I've even thought about that and held that opinion at times when I would see somebody really sold out to Christ. But there is something, there is something, there's a word I'm looking for. You know the jumbo shrimp? Oxymoron, is that right? Is that it? I have to look it up. Oxymoronic. There's something backwards to the normal thought process when you consider Christianity. You give up yourself to find yourself. You know, it's not that different from some other religions, really. Yet, it's Christianity that the world wants to ridicule in that way. They don't ridicule like Buddhism or, or some of these other ones that you might have a similar kind of thought process. You know, the world looks at that and says, oh, how quaint that is and, you know, good for them. That's how they believe. But Christians, no, 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 we don't want any part of that. You guys are just a bunch of dumb robots. It's just, you know what it is. It's Satan tainting the mind of the world. That's what it is. Straight up. Satan doesn't have any problem with Buddhists or Zoroastrians or whatever whatever group you want. He has a problem with the one that's got the name Christ attached to it because Christ was the one who vanquished him, if you remember. So he's a little bit pissed off. Sorry about that word, but he is. And you know what? We need to be that way too when we're challenged in that way because it's not my fault that's how Jesus operated. I'm glad he did operate the way he did by taking authority over the devil. Actually, it is my fault that that's why Jesus did it that way. Because me and my fellow humans had sin in our lives and it required a sin sacrifice, which was Jesus Christ. And that's when the sin was eliminated from power in our lives. Remember that? And that's when the enemy was defeated. So he has a little problem with Christians. And the world is not ashamed to get in the face of Christians. Well, guess what? I'm getting riled up. And I'm going to be in the face, in a good way, I'm going to be in the face of the world. If they want to challenge my faith, so be it. I'll challenge their faith. That's right. I said it. The world has a faith. They would like to claim that they don't, that they just believe in themselves. But you know what? That's, that's kind of what their faith is in. Well, I'm challenging their faith right now, and I think you should too. The world has faith in themselves, and I'm saying, you know what? That's not a good place to have your faith. You guys are going to fail if you continue to have faith in yourself, because we fail. I have faith in something beyond and bigger than myself that will not ever fail, and that's where my faith rests. You have faith one way, I've got a faith another way. You want to ridicule mine? Okay, well, I'm going to challenge yours too. I just tell it like it is. Sorry, it's Friday and I'm ready to unload, unleash. But now let's turn inward a minute. Consecration, it's not doing anything so much as giving up what you are, giving up the lordship of your own life, getting off the throne of your own life.
And not only that, you got to put something on that throne. We will follow something. You got to actively put God on the throne of your life. That's consecration. The world would say, well, you guys are a bunch of dumb robots. I'm saying, you know what? If my programmer, if I'm a robot, and my programmer is the smartest programmer in the world, he knows the future and the past, he knows everything intimately about me, I think I can put my trust in that programmer who's programming this dumb robot, as you put it, world. If you want to be an automated robot without a programmer, you can try your best. But you found that you get stuck in situations that you need some help from the outside and if you're the only help you got, you're getting into term you're getting into some problems at times. The world is full of gotchas. And I need to have a leader, a lord who can help me through every single one. Every single one. In fact, He's such a good programmer and is such a good Lord and leader that he sees things before they happen. He knows certain pitfalls and he programmed me to avoid them if I let him run his program in my life. See how that works? But you got to trust him. It's all based on trust and faith. Do you believe that he can help you? Do you believe that he can lead you and do you believe that he can be your Lord? You consecrate yourself to the Lord and he will broaden your horizon. He will place you beyond where you ever thought you could go. There's a story in the book, All In, of a certain group of missionaries that would buy a one-way ticket to where they were headed to, to be missionaries. One-way ticket there, no ticket back. And they would pack their belongings in a coffin. They knew that they would not be coming back to what they were used to. They would not be coming back to their old life. They would be fully all in trusting God. Some knew that they would be going to their death in a fairly short amount of time based on the reports coming back from certain areas where they were headed to. You know, we're talking about the time frame when they would go into these places where there's headhunters and there was one missionary that was named in this account, I forget the name, but they ended up going, knowing that they were going to these band of people groups that would kill missionaries. They're going anyway. Pack their stuff in a coffin. And this particular missionary lived with this group for 30 years. And I'm assuming that he died of natural causes because they were the, the natives there were loving toward him. And they buried him in the middle of the you know, in the middle of the, the area where they lived, I guess. And they put on his headstone something to the effect of, there was 
Uh, before he came, there was no light. And after he came, there was no darkness. Something like that. Just let that sink in a little bit. You never know when you look at some of those natives that would never have known about Jesus Christ. You never know what God's going to do in their life. If they consecrate their life to the Lord, you just never know. God's called us to be witnesses to the world. And I remember being in a college course. I went into computer science and there was one course I had to do an elective it sounded like it would be cool. It had the word technology in it. It was science, technology, and society, I think it was. I thought, well, I'll do that. It sounds like it could be cool, technical even, uh, not a boring, sorry, but not a boring type of class. Well, it turned out to be kind of a boring kind of class, and, but it looked at how technology, modern technology, affects native peoples, like third world areas. And really... The class was a subtle slam against missionaries, is what it was. And here I am in college as a Christian, and I'm realizing that I'm writing papers, and they're, they're kind of, if I'm supposed to write them how the class is being taught, I would be kind of slamming the, the white man's intrusion on these native cultures and things. And I got to a point, I said to the instructor, look, I know what you're teaching here, but I don't believe it. I don't believe that it is so detrimental to the peoples. Now, sure, new culture and Christianity being brought to cultures that have for millennia, you know, worshiped their ancestors and all this stuff, you're going to rock the boat and you're going to cause some changes to their understanding. But I believe that knowing about the, the one true God that I know is the one true God and challenging the demonic choices that have flourished in these cultures is a good thing. And he did have to agree with me on some levels. And he, he applauded the fact that I stood up to him a little bit. But I just... I guess what I'm wanting to say here is that, that the world has ideas about faith. They might not describe it in the same way we do, because they don't have something that they direct their faith to that they know of, but they're simply having faith in themselves, in their own ideas. And I want to challenge us all that if we're really going to follow the Lord and let Him be Lord, we have to get off our own throne and we have to stop being the one in the driver's seat. And I will be, as I'm reading this book, I'll touch on more and more of these issues, but we need to be able to be consecrated to the Lord. And as we do that, I believe that we will encounter a life that has, it's not devoid of problems, but the ones that come up might even be bigger but because we're consecrated to the Lord, our solution is much bigger. And we can see that big problems, even bigger ones that we've ever experienced, become so small because God is getting 100% of the glory, 100% of the authority 
that we let into our lives. Let's live that way, okay? Stay in that word and find out if I'm telling you the truth here. Live in peace. Live in peace. And pray for those who persecute you. And consecrate your life to the one thing, to the one person, to the one God that's worth consecrating to. Got it? Got it. And I will see you on the flip. Thank you.